the intensity is starting to go up as we are now three days through development camp in Coral Springs. And Spencer Knight speaks to the media for the first time since coming off the NHL, NHLPA Players Assistance Program. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Wednesday, July 12th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Ramondo Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at Mondoman12 and threads as well at Mondoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter and threads at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You could also follow us on Instagram as well at LO underscore FLA. LA Panthers and shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. So, uh, Cats fans, it's uh, a lot of content to cover as far as development camp. I know I've teased in the last few episodes that we are going to talk about a way too early power play, but we're going to um, we're going to push that back a little bit. Um, don't necessarily know when we will be discussing it, but we have all summer to discuss what the upcoming uh, power play is going to look like for the Florida Panthers uh, and still have a few more episodes left this week to to discuss and focus solely on decamp because it's this week and this week only. I know we have prospects showcased later on in the summer, but this week is all about the prospects and and everything that's going on currently in Coral Springs, Florida. But it is a Wednesday, which means it's a Winans Wednesday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. A not a non-carcast edition this time around. Uh, Jacob Winans is back here. Jacob, uh, first of all, once again, thank you so much uh, for doing the CarCast last week. And second of all, welcome back to the show. Awesome. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back in a normal setting. Um the car cast was an interesting experience, but I don't want to make a habit of that. Um, but yeah, let's talk some hockey. Yes, sir. Let's talk. Let, let's do that hockey here. Uh, and of course, uh, we're recording. We're recording this on a Wednesday night, so we have more content as far as talking about uh, development camp uh, here. And of course, this is going to be released shortly after we start recording versus recording and then setting it for midnight to release on a Wednesday. So. This is going to be fresh from the time that we we hit the air. So the, the D camp with the little steps that it that uh, that happened throughout the throughout the days. Of course, three days through uh, the first day was just all about skating fundamentals uh, and and just getting the the legs warm as far as that. No no shooting on goalies. The the and then the last two days was when. Um, the players were starting to rip rip one timers. Um, Kai Schwitt was actually the standout player in day two of development camp, according to the people there. And then uh, day three was all about working one on one battles in the boards. And then the goalies were working on a lot of uh, two on ones and three on O's uh, there uh, as far as day three of camp. So a little bit of ramping up and and the guys getting uh, to know each other as well. But 
the I want to start off with the most important topic and the most not not necessarily the most important player, but as far as the 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 guy that Florida Panther fans are definitely most familiar with because he has been the guy who has had the most ice time at the professional level. Uh, Spencer Knight, day one, he stuck around and signed autographs for the fans there and also was uh, was spoke to the media. And even listening to his tone, uh, just li- listening to the press conference uh, after the fact, you I just hear a different tone in his voice about, about uh, when it comes to when it comes to coming out of the NHL, NHLPA uh, players assistant program, talking about being the elder state, statesman, helping the other goalies because he wanted to be helped as well, still thinks that he could be one of the best in the league. And still talking about with the guys like Leo Luongo, Leroy Luongo, and Robbie Tallis there, and spoke about how the Panthers – just needed to keep working in order to get to the Stanley Cup final, which at times it was believed that they couldn't win a game uh, at, at times. But what were your thoughts on just hearing the fact that Spencer Knight was back and the fact that he he was able to just um, be able to to just be in a hockey setting again? It's it's definitely great to see him back uh, in in a Panthers uniform, uh, even though it's just a practice uniform right now. I think the the extra ice time uh, in development camp is good for his uh, conditioning, but also just to get his feet back under him, uh, build up the confidence again. Uh, playing against a lot of younger guys, guys without NHL experience, that's that's also a good way to ease him back into the flow of practicing. Uh, but it was it was great to see him back. It was great to hear him talk to the media. Um, and I, what stood out was, uh, when he spoke about the, his just gratefulness for the fans, how he was watching all the games, uh, the Stanley cup playoffs, you, you could hear the, the fans, uh, chanting his name during the national anthem. Uh, that, that kind of stuff matters, especially for a guy who was dealing with something, uh, mental health related, uh, that that's important, uh, that, that he recognized people didn't forget about him and that everyone was pulling for him and hoping he gets back. And I think he's going to have a really good bounce back year, uh, with, uh, with with that said, but uh, yeah, I think it's great he's taken on the veteran role, the mentor role through development camp. That's uh, that's something he's grown into, and I think he's he's doing a good job of it. There's a lot of goalies at this camp uh, that he's, he, of course, the most experienced and most talented out of the group. But there's a ton of goalies here uh, during this during this camp that are going to be looking to him for uh, for tips, for guidance, for advice, or even just to to watch the way he goes about his business. Uh, and try to emulate that. So I think it's it's good for the goalies in the camp, but also good for him to get his his feet wet and get back into the swing of things. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, and de- like like I spoke about elder statesmen there, and 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 talking about the guys who uh, uh, look, looked up looked up to him as well um, when when it came to when it came to and and think that the other goalies have looked up to him when he's only been in the league for for uh, three seasons now. Uh, it, it just goes to show. It, it just goes to show uh, uh, how, w- whenever a player is coming bursting on the scene and has the resume that he has, especially winning a gold medal with Team USA in a World Junior, that what kind of uh, what kind of influence you have as well there. But also, I want to talk about uh, two other guys uh, with with the with the Florida Panthers and development camp and Jordy Kinnear and Mackie Samuskevich, those two, the the head coaches of Charlotte Checkers, and of course 
uh, first round pick from the 2021 uh, draft, Mackie Samuskevich. And J- Jordy Kinnear um, spoke about speaking about how relationships are number one, uh, talking about the foundations. And and he only has spoken after day one about the foundations of, of, of skating and all that stuff. And the ability to work with some of the guys that he had in Charlotte versus the, the guys who he's meeting for the first time. And which, and, and how I want to tie it into Mackie Samuskevich is the, the time that he spent on that PTO in Charlotte. And of course, like, like I, I spoke about this a little bit on Monday show, how a lot of these guys, when going through their coming up in hockey, they're the best players on their team. But then as you get to the higher levels, uh, you're not you're not always that best player on the team. And and Mackie going through th- three different types of playoffs with the frozen um, the the NCAA tournament, the frozen four um, in, in uh, the Calder Cup playoffs and, and, and even the Stanley Cup final, even though he was a black ace, the different level, the different uh, levels of competition as well, but also the accountability that he's taken the, as well. When Jordy Kinnear spoke about how he even brought Mackie into his office and and he didn't tell him that he had a bad game. He just asked him, what did you think of your game? And it forced Mackie Semenskevich to be honest about him, himself, too. And it, it's great that when you I'm not trying to paint a picture of Jordy Kinnear being a, a, as, as like a god, but you, you think about a coach putting put in this position the the type of personality you have to have in order to relate to a player whose hat whose brain hasn't developed just yet too and um i i think that it that that what he said about Mackie semiskevich and his maturity uh it speaks a lot of volumes i agree i think uh with with kinnear we've as a fan base i think at times have grown a little frustrated with him in the past uh with prospects that the Panthers have had not quite developing and and uh not a ton of playoff success for our AHL affiliates but that that started to turn uh this past season and I think it's it's more been about getting the right type of players versus making a change in the coach uh I, I think uh the the checkers really played well this season and and uh, they they had a solid playoff run uh and it was tough for them because they lost their starting goalie they lost their best defenseman uh, their captain, Zach Dolphy, all these guys had to be called into action with the Panthers. So they weren't there to help Charlotte, but the leadership from the bench is, is what really kept them going. Uh, we've seen guys take steps forward in development. Lucas Carlson had a career year and, and looks poised to become a full-time NHL player, at least to start the season. We'll see how that, how that uh, unfolds. But I think, I think accountability is where that starts. Uh, I think if the Panthers are going to have prospects develop, it's going to, uh, a lot of it's going to have to come from within and coach can only do so much. It has, there has to be self-motivation, but holding players accountable for their own success and their own development. That's something that you have to expect from your coach at the AHL level, or else those guys aren't going to graduate to the NHL level. Uh, and and we need to start seeing a turn in our prospects actually developing and becoming NHL contributors. And I think this is a good step. And uh, with where Mackey's concerned, I think he has a bit of an advantage because he's not coming into the NHL expecting to be the best player on the team or the best player, even on his line. And that's a tough transition for a lot of guys coming from college who have been the, the superstar, but Mackey has played on two Michigan teams that were absolutely loaded with talent. He was, if you really think about it, he was a role player uh, to an extent on Michigan's team the past two seasons. 
Um, and he, he just came off a year playing on a line with Adam Fantilli. So uh, he, he hasn't had to be the superstar guy, and he's definitely uh, well-versed in playing a supporting role uh, and, and providing offense and scoring and, and doing the little things where he, he's, he's not the main guy. He's not uh, carrying the team, but he's still productive, and I think that gives him an advantage going into the AHL season and eventually the NHL uh, where – if he is going to play in the top six one day, he'll likely be on a line with a guy like Barkov or a guy like Kachuk. He's not going to be the best player on that line. He's going to, he's not going to get all the attention. He's going to have to find a way to produce as a secondary scorer. And I think he has a head start on doing that. Yeah. And, and even though his goals are to make it to the NHL, I'm not going to crush the guy's dream. It's definitely uh, possible for him, but, uh, is the the confidence there as well and the fact that there's not a lot of pressure so if if he needs to start a little bit of time in the ahl the panthers especially with the run that they've had they've been able to they 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 could be a little patient with him in coming into year one of his elc but we're going to transition over to segment number two where we're going to discuss more about the other uh florida panthers uh and and how and what they have said and also some activities that the Panthers prospects ha- are uh, have done off the ice uh, throughout development camp. We're going to discuss this and more here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about Bird Dogs. And Bird Dogs make you look good. And Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through thigh and legs, giving you a truly sculpted look. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fixed this issue by inventing the cloud knit fabric that looks like khaki but stretches so you can get a slimmer fit with having, without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs is an anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Go to birddogs.com slash lockdownHL and pro- enter promo code lockdownHL for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash lockdownHL or, or, or promo code lockdownHL for a free Yeti style tumbler. You don't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. Segment number two here on this Wednesday, July 12th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast for another edition of Winans Wednesday. And what a few one one thing that was really cool about what the prospects have talked about is what they have done off the ice. The prospects are staying close to the beach in Fort Lauderdale. So a lot of their off time uh, has been walking there. Uh, there is a cooking class uh, as as well that they have done, uh, and also they were at the Bleak One Eighty Two concert on Tuesday night at FLA Live Arena. It seems like everybody uh, was there uh, um, throughout uh, of, of the people who lived in uh, South Florida. But uh, this is how you know we're um, th- this is at least how I know I'm getting old. Uh, the Panthers' second round pick, Grayson Sachin said blink 182 very slowly it's like blink 182 he didn't sound familiar with them at, at all i'm like oh no <laughs> this, that's how i knew that that uh that they have been around for for a long time as, as well so the, the pretty cool uh activity for them to uh get get together as well and and also golf is another activity that they've um been been doing as well so a few uh, players that I, w- I want to talk about, Jacob, is uh, Josh Davies. And if, if, for those listening, if you listened to this podcast last year, you know I, I developed a little bit of a hockey man crush on Josh Davies. Just the way his, he plays, his tenacity, how he works towards the boards. 
in and how he sends people flying with his hits as well. And him, along with guys like Ludwig Janssen, we're talking about how different it is this time around coming into um, in, into the fold with just focusing on hockey as well. And even Jordy Kinnear uh, spoke about how Josh Davies coming in, the guy's not nervous, not, not nervous at all. And uh, talk about uh, patience when, when getting him in as well and not, and of course at this level, you're not asking the coach, can I play? You have to earn, earn your spot there. So I think that was a pretty cool uh, thing about uh, jo um, jo Josh Davies. And he got to talk to the Lamborghini as well. His game uh, um, reflects that. And I just think that when a, a role player like the Lamborghini, we expect um, we expect uh, Josh Davies to be kind kind of a role player as well in, in the future. How that influence is just so big on on someone like him it, of his tenacity. And the other one, uh, Jakob Kaz, um, the horrific neck injury that um, that he suffered uh, this year, only started skating two weeks ago. And is now back on the ice. So very encouraging sign that he he was able uh, to come back. When I first originally saw him on the roster, I was shocked. But now, but now seeing him in a in a hockey setting, uh, great to see. So uh, Jakob Kaz and Josh Davies, great to see those guys back, Jacob. Yeah, those are a couple of the guys that I wanted to highlight for sure. Uh, I thought Josh Davies getting to talk with Ryan Lomberg and and uh, pick his brain a little bit. I think that's great for the for the prospect pipeline for his development and just uh, kind of understanding uh, how he can be effective in a role because uh, a lot of these guys, like you said, they they're used to being star players at every level and now they're they're coming into a situation where they're going to have to uh, carve out a niche in the NHL if they if they hope to make it there. And I think Davies is a guy who has a really good chance to get there. The scouting report on him is is that he four checks hard. He every hit he's trying to send somebody into the fourth row. Uh, he's he, he's an absolute hound on the puck. That that sounds a lot like Ryan Lomberg. So if we can get a second Lamborghini in the in the system, I think that that uh, that can only serve to help the Panthers in, in keeping their cup window open for a while. Um, mm. and, and doing these uh, team building activities and the guys getting out and spending time together that's also important uh, because as we know with these development camps, not every player makes it to the NHL. Not even every player makes it to the AHL. Uh, sometimes these guys go their separate ways, but a lot of them are going to come up in, in the system together. They're going to play in the AHL together, and eventually a, a, a few of them hopefully will trickle into the NHL ranks together. And having that relationship dating back to your development camp is great for chemistry. Uh, but there's there's definitely a couple of, of guys that I'm keeping an eye on, especially uh, some of these these stories that uh, uh, guys who overcome a lot. Jakob Kost, there was a question of whether his career may or may not be over. Uh, after that neck injury just back in March. So to see him uh, playing again is, is pretty insane. Um, I think uh, there's a there's a defenseman on the roster. His name's Owen Brady. Uh, anyone who's mm -hmm. not familiar with Owen Brady's story, it's, that's pretty remarkable. Uh, he was a really highly touted prospect, was supposed to go first round in the OHL draft, uh, and then and ended up having a cancerous tumor on his shin. Uh, so, so to see him back on the ice and getting to uh, impress the coaches and, and have his crack at, at playing professional hockey, I think is great. So there's a lot of guys that overcame a lot. Uh, there's, there's a, a ton of, a ton of guys on this roster that I'm, that I'm keeping an eye on, not just our, our blue chippers like Mackie and Spencer Knight and those guys. There's, there's a lot of guys on here The the list goes on and on and on, but I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit later uh, when we want to talk about predictions for who may or may not make the NHL roster. So. 
Yeah, and and also when when you when you think about more of who looking up to who as well, and also guys who may or may not even make it to the AHL. I mean, Owen Lindmark was uh, talking about how he's going back to Wisconsin for a fifth year to get his uh, master's and that he, uh, Alex Baumgartner of Five Reasons Sports tweeted uh, asking him about an exam that he has on Saturday if he could get it uh, rescheduled and his teacher did not, <laughs> his professor did not reply. So uh, he does have a, someone like Owen Lindmark does have a uh, backup plan as, as far as life as well. And also people that you, look up to as, as, as well. Like Ludwig Janssen was talking about how he looked up to Oliver Ekman Larson, a fellow Swede of him as well. And also uh, Luke Coughlin um, as well. He, when he was talking about his, uh, the, the day that he got drafted uh, that a, f- a few minutes later after he heard his name, the person who called him was Brian McCabe, former uh, Panthers captain as well. So it was pretty cool to the relationships as well that you build and, and, and the guys who have been there, done that in this league that you just get, you just get to pick so many people's brain, like you said earlier. And also another uh, player, Skylar Brindamore has been through so many development camps as well. And so we have different backgrounds and different stories as, as well. And, was asked about the insight that he got from his dad and just uh, keep um, talking about um, just trying to be a sponge as well. And of course, when your dad's a coach of a, of a Eastern conference contender, like Carolina, he spoke about how his dad is one to tear his game apart even more than someone else. And also the guys who have, uh, we, we spoke about the guys coming in from year one to year two and be more comfortable, but also the guys who have come a little bit more jacked up as well. And one that, uh, spoke about adding weight to him, Jack Devine, and this is a this is a possible diamond in the rough for the Panthers. Maybe mm-hmm. seventh round pick getting a bigger role on 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 in the in the in in the for the University of Denver, and and spoke about the strength and conditioning both for the Panthers and at the University of Denver as well. So those are those are those are guys who uh, who uh, uh, an example of a guy who his his body is just getting getting up there as well so and also the guys who uh are getting used to the smaller rink here in north america as well sandis vilman is saying that it's harder you got to be more physical around the boards as well um different angles as well and casper puccio um he's going to play one more season in liga um, um he he did speak about that today um as well so also trying to get more more games we we were raving about Casper Puccio after his uh, World Juniors uh just uh last year as well. So that that is another player who uh who talks about what his plans are. And we get to and even though we can't keep up with everybody, we get to kind of see a little bit of how of what their plans are coming up as well as well. And the these are we we hope we hope the best for all of all of these uh young guys as they try to hopefully make their way to the to the nhl but like jacob said we are going going to discuss who are the guys who could possibly earn themselves a contract and we're going to ask the question of the players who are currently on their entry level deals who can we see making that jump to the nhl immediately we're gonna or in the near or sometime this season we're going to discuss that next year on the locked on florida panthers podcast but first we're going to tell you all about FanDuel Sportsbook. And take your first swing at betting MLB at FanDuel and get 10 times your first 
bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend with everything on the money lines over under who you think will hit their first home run. All the app that's safe, secure, and easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Segment number three here on this Wednesday, July 12th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast and for another edition of Winans Wednesday. And Jacob, uh, of course, not everybody is going to earn earn themselves a contract here uh, with the Florida Panthers. Uh, Currently looking up the Panthers cap friendly to see exactly how many contracts they have on their books. You could have up to 50 uh, um, right now. And the Panthers have 45 currently. You don't want to be up to 50. You don't, you, you never want to be up to that mark. You at least want to give yourself a little bit of space in case college free agents come around. I mean, two, two college free agents that the Panthers signed recently, Ryan McAllister and Jake Wise uh, out of Western Michigan and Ohio state too. So you you want that space for later on in in the in the se- in the season when those uh, um college free agents uh come around, but of, of these guys uh as far as who could who you could see earning themselves a contract, guys who are not signed, uh who would you say is that one person who by the end of the summer has an ELC signed? It's really tough to pick one uh, for for a guy who I think could get signed. Uh, Cause there's a few guys that, that I could, I could talk about as, as potential options. Uh, one guy who really stands out to me as someone that the Panthers might be really interested in is on defense. Uh, Jabril Toure. I think he's a, a really interesting prospect and he's not a guy that the Panthers drafted. Uh, he's, he's a 20 year old overager. The Panthers did not draft him. They invited him to camp, but he is six foot seven. He's 210 pounds. And he can skate, uh, which is a really interesting combination for a defenseman. And I think the Panthers are have have good reason to be interested in adding uh, a big and also mobile defenseman after the series they just had with Vegas, uh, where they they ran into a monster in Vegas, where where their entire defense is huge and also able to to move and make a solid first pass. So I think I think he's a prospect that the Panthers are, were lucky that he didn't get drafted uh, at 20 years old. He's a guy that that uh, has been through the draft and, and not been picked, and I think he's he's an interesting, a really interesting prospect. Uh, someone that the Panthers might be might be uh, taking taking a crack at. I, I I like his game. I watched some of his highlights, and uh, I think I think he he has a chance to be a, a really good developmental piece. He's definitely a project. He's not a, an immediate. Uh, impact player even if he did sign but i think he's got a chance uh to to become a, a player under contract in the pipeline yeah uh jabril Touré um from from montreal played uh with uh, sudbury out of the whl uh, as well uh just recently uh turned 20 uh recently and uh one one player that i could possibly see um signing by the end of this uh season and maybe maybe because i say i say maybe because of 
the fact that he's close by and the fact that he has been in the in the system now this is his second development camp i'm going to go a little bit of a of a wild wild card here uh i'm going to go with merrick alsher um, as someone who could possibly see themselves uh uh uh, with with the Florida Panthers organization and starting off, but not sign his ELC as far as this year, but as far as uh, as far as uh, starting next year, but getting it signed and and to put to paper um, la- 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 later on, um, but still have a still have an opportunity to go back to Portland uh, for the for the Winter Hawks uh, and and may and I think that it, he he's a guy who could possibly earn himself so, some some time here um later on down the line and you know when when you are when you are giving up for first and second round picks you gotta bank on on some of these and of course uh with with uh with with the panthers and how they were bullied i mean you mentioned Ture, six seven two oh three uh Mer- merrick Alsher, uh he, he's not 20 yet and he has time to develop his body as as well so um probably a good um probably um a lot of time for him to get his 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 body into in in, into better shape as he as he is uh getting older as well as far as the guys who are who have a contract and we're gonna of course spencer knight is excluded from this exercise obviously um but as far as guys who are who are under contract who could be making their their NHL de- debut, or even even if it's not their NHL debut, a call up at least to the roster, even if it's for one game before being sent back. Who's a guy that you could see uh, later on down the line? So this is this is tough. I want to give honestly, I, I really want to give multiple answers here uh, because obviously our goaltending pipeline is pretty set. Uh, I, I don't think we're going to see any call-ups uh, from anyone in camp, aside from Spencer Knight, obviously. Uh, Muzelik and, and Glifford are long-term projects. Definitely a lot of talent there. Uh, I'm going to go with two answers. Um, and I, I think Mackie Samuskevich is, is the obvious one. I'm going to take him off the board entirely. I think he will play NHL games. So I'm going to put him in the same group as Spencer Knight, and I'm not going to use that as my answer. Defenseman, I'm going to go with Evan Naus. Uh, I think he's a guy who could Damn it, who that's really, my answer. <laughs> I, I think he could, I really think he could fast track to the NHL. I think his playoff experience in the Memorial cup uh, was, was huge. And he also has the size and the skating ability to get right into the NHL at some point this year. So he's, he's my pick on defense, even though I would love to see Ludwig Janssen and Casper Puccio get some, some time in, uh, in the pipeline and the near future. Evan Nouse is my, is my most NHL ready defenseman out of that group. And my forwards, I am excluding Mackie Samuskevich. My forward pick is Ryan McAllister. Uh, I really liked his game at the NCAA level. Uh, he's a, a pretty prolific scorer in college. And I think Ryan McAllister is a guy who could really open some eyes in the AHL season and eventually uh, get some NHL time. I don't think it'll be a lot. I think he, he may get just a, a taste of the NHL this year, but I could see him producing in, uh, in in training camp in preseason and getting a look in the NHL at some point this season. So Ryan McAllister is my is my other pick. Yeah, um, I for Evan Nels was my pick as well. And uh, when when uh, when Nels spoke to the media on uh, Monday, he spoke about how. And and the guy's always smiling. That's the thing. He's always has mm-hmm. a smile on his face, 
and also spoke about how working under three years with Patrick Waugh about how, you know, Patrick Waugh is no nonsense. We, um, and, and he, we even saw, we, at least for people who are older than us, who got to see Patrick Waugh in, in his, in his, in his prime, know, knows how passionate he is about this game. And he, and he's brought it all the way to his coaching and, and how he was able to, he's able to push his teammates and, and, it, and it brought it to his coaching and, and the fact that Evan else has those those years under him as well, even though he did just slightly miss, uh, uh, get, he got cut from the Canadian uh, World Junior team um, out of out of camp. Uh, you know, th- th- there's an opportunity that he could possibly break out. A guy who's uh, who physical can shoulder check guys, break it out into uh, out of the zone as well, force force guys to the outside as well, so that. So, so that he could block uh, uh, passes um, that when guys are trying to go uh, back door as well. So th- th- those are those are guys that we could. Um, that that's one guy definitely that I could see as as well. And I, I don't. I'm trying. I'm trying to go a different answer um, for, from you. I, I guess by default, I'll I'll say uh, I'll, I'll say uh, Jake Jake Wise as well. Um, of course, undrafted. We spoke about him from Ohio State. A little bit undersized, one um, one ninety five ten as well, uh, and and he, he's a little bit on, on the older side as well, twenty three years old. So maybe uh, maybe like like you said with uh, Ture, a little bit of a project for for the Panthers as far as as far as getting him getting him there. But who knows how he develops in in Charlotte to get him uh, there as well. Bill Zito must have liked uh, something out of his his game as far as as far as to get him under but you mentioned Puccio um as as well um we now we know not to expect them for another year so mm-hmm. around this time uh in um March and April we can maybe have the conversation of when hopefully the Panthers uh bringing him in, into the into the mix of course uh Guys like uh, Sandusville Monis as well, who played for World Juniors as well, could possibly be part of the mix later on as well. Was fantastic at World Juniors. Phil Manis was. He was excellent. Mm-hmm. So that that's another player that that we could be talking about later down the line. But th- that's a not yet type of deal for uh, for uh, for when we're talking about those guys as well. But Jacob, I want to thank you so much for joining me on another Winans Wednesday edition of the show. Uh, for and also, Panther fans, if you happen to be at the Ice Den on Thursday and Friday, make sure to say hello. If, if you guys want to chat some Panthers, and and uh, ho- hopefully we get to we get to uh, maybe maybe uh, chat chat a little bit, and of course uh, see a lot of goals scored in uh, in the scrimmage on on Friday. But Jacob, I want to thank you so much once again for joining me on on this uh, on the show. Uh, let everybody know where they can follow you online. Yep, you can follow me on Twitter at Jacob Wannins8. Uh, definitely a lot of hockey in the near future with uh, dev camp happening, training camp right around the corner, preseason. We're almost there. It's a short off season, So you can find me on Twitter. I'll be talking the whole way through it. Uh, drive safe down to South Florida, man, and enjoy enjoy a couple of days of hockey and, and the scrimmage. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Uh, and I'll see you next Wednesday, my friend. Looking forward to it. Thanks.
And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Stu Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And make sure to come back on Friday's edition of the show where we'll be recapping uh, Florida Panthers development camp, what, who are the standouts after the scrimmage, and day four of camp. So I'm Armando Velez with Jacob Wyden. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. <laughs>